My prayer is that those that are dealing with the guilt of sin, those that are dealing with forgiving themselves and getting past whatever it is that you're dealing with, that God sets you free and that you accept his forgiveness and that you forgive yourself and that you walk in that freedom, no longer bound and entangled in sin. Good morning and God bless you all. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. We are getting deep into October, y'all. It's starting to feel like fall here in Sacramento. It's getting a little cooler, not too much. We're still in the 80s and 90s, but other than that, I'm enjoying this fall weather, even though I'm dressed for spring, but we ain't worried about that today. Y'all, we are so excited to introduce a new black business to our community. This week, I want to shout out Pure Rice Productions Photography. Um, Carl Rice is the owner of Pure Rice Productions, which is located in Manteca. This photography company does family photos headshots, sports shots, as well as if you need any flicks for corporate pictures. For more information on Pure Rights Productions Photography, you can contact him at 925-852-8306. That is 925-852-3806. And if you're on social media, Facebook or Instagram, you can follow him at Pure Rights Productions. So we're super excited about that. I've gotten some photos done by Pure Rice Productions for Christmas. Excellent. Y'all know I love to take a good picture, okay? So for y'all that are new to the show, I want to again give you a special welcome to the show. Um, There is a feature that we oftentimes use um, on Create with Kendra. It's called Ask Kendra. So Kendra, what is that? I'm glad you asked. Ask Kendra is a function on the unassociated website to where you can send in topics of discussion or you can send in questions that you would like to have answered here on the show. Um, And today we are actually going to tackle one of those questions that a listener sent in um, to have answered on the show. So let's get into it. Oh, before I read the question, um, you can head over to www.un-associated.com slash askkendra for more details. All right, y'all, let's get into it. I am really excited about this question because I've asked myself this many times and I am sure that if you are on this Christian journey, (laughs) um, as imperfect as we all are, born into sin, shaped in immortal wickedness, that we have come across this issue, that we have come across, what do we do when it comes to us failing God or not being perfect? So we're going to demystify some 
some narratives about what it means to be Christian. And we're going to talk about forgiveness um, in, a, in, a, in a great way. What do you do if you feel like you have disappointed God or if you feel like you have failed him? What do you do when you feel like you disappointed God and that you have failed him? (sighs) Off jump, I want to, whoever wrote this question in, I want to acknowledge your feelings as real because when you really think about it, we are imperfect, we are sinful, we are flawed, and we want to please and serve and be in relationship with the perfect God. And when you look at God and us, it's not equal. When you look at someone that is imperfect versus someone that is perfection, It's hard to deal with when you disappoint them. It's hard to deal with this, uh, to disappoint people, other people that aren't perfect, that you admire or that you are in relationship with. It's hard to disappoint those people. So when you think about disappointing God, it's, it's a whole nother thing to think about. But I love God because he does not see us through our lens. Whew. God sees us through his eyes. And I thank God that he has a different pair of eyes and a different perspective on life and how he thinks about us. Because if God was human, we would be in trouble. <laughs> we would be in trouble. But God, we just thank you. Take, we just take this moment to thank you for who you are in all your glory and in all your perfection still loving us, still wanting us, still pursuing us. So Lord, we thank you for that. Now, naturally, when it comes to failures, disappointments, we are our hardest critics. We critique ourselves harder than anybody. I know I do. When you talk about like the feelings of disappointment, I want you to really think like when you feel like you've disappointed God, what feelings come up for you? guilt, shame, worthlessness, not achieving perfection, like what comes up for you? Um, And I also want to acknowledge that this person, you're not alone. I have disappointed God time after time after time after time. But the thing about it is that we're going to fail God. That's what's going to happen. That's what we've all done time after time. And God knows it. He knows that our flesh is weak. He knows that we don't be listening. He knows that we have a hard time dealing with things. He knows it all. Everything about you, he knows because he created you. He knows the ins and the outs. He knows the things that you've told your family. He knows the secret things. He knows it all. And not only that, he knows how you feel. But what I want this episode to be is a reminder that God is a redeemer. And we forget that when we think of, oh, I disappointed him. 
oh, I let him down. Oh, I did something. I said something. I thought something. I'm living a lifestyle that's not pleasing to him and he's not happy about it. Yes, God hates sin, period. All sin he hates, but he loves you. And not only that, he is a redeemer. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And then also that he loved us so much that he sent his son to purchase our salvation. Because without that purchase, without the sacrifice, without him going to the cross, we could not <laughs> be redeemed from our sin. We can't, we would not be redeemed from crossing or failing or disappointing God. But he loved us so much. He loved me so much, you so much that he sent his son. And if that look, that alone, hello, that alone is enough to just think about God really loves me. Think about that. Because he truly does. I want to read this. Let's read some scripture. I want to read some scripture. Because that's what we do. My opinion don't matter. (laughs) God's word will forever stand. His word is the truth. His word is the standard. And that is what we're going to get into. So y'all get y'all phones. Or your Bibles. (laughs) Whichever one you have. Um, And let's go to Galatians 5 and 1. Galatians 5 and 1. And I promise you, when I was reading my Bible this morning, I opened my Bible. I promise you, I'm not, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I opened my Bible. And this is what the word opened to. And I was like, oh, okay, Jesus. So we're going to read it. Galatians 5 and 1. I'm reading from... The New King James Version, you can read from whatever standard version that you have on your phone or your Bible. And it reads, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm going to read that one one more again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty of which Christ made us free and do not be entangled again oh yes lord but the yoke of bondage and the word of the lord is blessed i've just seen something he just showed me this stand fast therefore in the liberty the bible is telling us that like i just said a second ago there was some salvation purchased for us There was some blood shed for our sins on that cross. He didn't do that just for fun. (laughs) He did that for me. He did it for you. For situations like this. So he's saying there is opportunity for freedom. Jesus has given us a liberty. And what liberty is, is freedom from captivity. Jesus saying Stand in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. This is what the word is saying. Stand in it. The word is reminding us that even though 
you got some stuff going on, even though you didn't did some stuff, you didn't seen some things, you didn't participated willingly. Stand firm in the liberty which Christ has made us free. I love this. Then it says, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Because whatever it is that Christ has set you free from, whatever it is that you've asked for forgiveness from, he's saying, don't go back to that. Because that's the first thing we do. But God, what I did was so bad. But God, what I did was so this, that, and the other. He says, stand in that liberty and don't be entangled again. What sense does it make for me to roll around in mud, go get cleaned up, fresh clothes, shower, wash my hair, all, all done up, all prettied up, and then say, man, but... I, I can't get over that. I was just in that mud. I was just laying in that mud. Well, that guilt, that shame, those feelings that I have after I didn't got cleaned up. Well, I might as well just get back in the mud since I feel bad because I was already in there. No, 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 no. That is not what the scripture wants us to do to be entangled again to be entangled to be involved in in difficulties and and confusion and saying stand firm in the freedom and to whoever who wrote this and to whoever that this message is speaking to i don't care if you disappointed god two hours ago Yesterday, before you clicked on this podcast episode, because Satan wants to remind us of everything that will keep us bound. He wants you to replay the things that you did or the things that people did to you. He do. But we have an option to take advantage of that liberty or to choose bondage, what are we going to choose? What are we going to choose? To the person that wrote this, to the people that this message is speaking to, if you are struggling with forgiving yourself, because that'd be the hardest part. We can go to God and, and ask God to forgive us, but forgiving ourselves, that'd be the hardest part. They really do. I get it. I would encourage you to speak the word over your life. Speak the word over yourself. Speak God's word back to him. My friend told me that yesterday. I would tell her business a little bit. But she said she was in prayer. And she said, God, what you want me to do? And God told her, speak my word back to me. And it speak God's word back to him. When you're feeling guilt and shame, speak John 8 and 36. Who the son says free is free indeed. Speak Romans 8 and 30. Who shall separate us from the love of God? 
Who? Speak these scriptures over you. So I was preparing for this episode. The Lord uh, showed me a, um, a scripture. And I'm going to read it. Let's go to John chapter 8. I'm going to do a little reading. John chapter 8. It's entitled, Jesus Went to the Mount of Olives. Um, starting at uh, I guess we can start at 2. And early in the morning he came again and to the temple and all the people came unto him and sat down and and taught them and the scribes and pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they said unto him master this woman was taken in adultery in the very act now the now moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now let's let's just stop here. So Jesus is out teaching, and the Pharisees, they be cutting up their haters anyway. They went and go f- and, and found a woman that was she was having sex with a man that wasn't her husband. I'm just saying what the Bible said. Okay, cool. She was literally in the act of adultery. Literally in the act. Like she was doing whatever she was doing with old dude, you know. And the Pharisees went and pulled her out of wherever she was and brought her to Jesus. Now, how embarrassing is it for this woman? How embarrassing is it for this woman to have been doing what it is that she's doing? A group of men come and pull her out. We don't know if she got her clothes on. We don't know if she's wrapped up in a blanket, a towel, or whatever, and throws her in front of Jesus and says, you know what? Moses' law says that this right here, she should be stoned. Let's keep reading. Let's go down to verse 7. So when they continued to ask him, he lifted up his head and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard, which heard it being convicted by their own consciousness, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. Then Jesus had lifted up himself and saw no none but the woman and said unto her, Woman, were those who thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. 
So when Jesus, I love Jesus. He is just like the coolest. He's so cool. Like as they're trying to trip, because that's what they were trying to do. They was trying to trip Jesus up. And embarrass Jesus and embarrass this woman and stone her. They were trying to trip him up. (laughs) But you can't trip up the most high, boo. You just can't do that. And so Jesus simply said, if you've never committed a sin, go ahead and get a stone and start throwing throwing them at her. Go ahead. If you've never sinned. That right there, I mean, Jesus gathered them like a ponytail, okay? Got all of them together. And by that, they were convicted because all the sin, all the dirt, God knows who and what they they was in. They started leaving one by one. All right, Jesus, I ain't fooling with you. Until it was just Jesus and this woman. And Jesus said to her, so all them people, where they that was accusing you, where they at? She said, they're not here. If Jesus tells this woman, I'm not here to condemn you. Go and sin no more. When she was pulled out of the act, of adultery. He can do the same for you. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know. But if Jesus didn't come to condemn you, don't you condemn you. Don't let other people condemn you. Turn yourself around. Don't do it again. <laughs> Don't continue in sin. This is not a sin coupon. We we don't do those. Don't continue in stuff that you know that isn't pleasing to God. Ask for forgiveness. Because he had already forgave you. Forgive yourself and sin no more. It's really really like that. (laughs) But Kendra, that's too easy. But God is a redeeming God. We struggle when we hold on or we're trying to fight this entanglement with the yoke of bondage. That's the struggle. But he's saying, I've already purchased your salvation. I've already caused freedom to be available to you. So what you going to do? Sin no more. Sin no more. Amen. Oh, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. I, my prayer is that whew, my prayer is that those that are dealing with the guilt of sin, those that are dealing with forgiving themselves and getting past whatever it is that you're dealing with, that God sets you free and that you accept his forgiveness in that you forgive yourself and that you walk in that freedom, no longer bound and entangled in sin.
Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. God, I'm praying for my dear brothers and sisters that are listening to this episode that they're struggling with forgiveness and the heaviness that comes with feeling that they disappointed their father who they love. God, I pray that you remind them that you are a redeemer. You're our savior, that you love us, that nothing we can do, say, can separate us. That who the son sets free is free indeed. God, I pray that the sins of the past are in the past and that they're walking the freedom God, I pray that you break yokes of bondage, of addiction, of of lustful desires, of whatever, of anger, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for freedom and liberty over my dear brothers and sisters. That if you did not come to condemn them, that they shall not sit in condemnation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that is the word for the week. I thank God for who he is. I thank God for his word. I thank God for being almighty, all powerful, for being so good and setting somebody free today. God, you are so good. Y'all, walk in that liberty. Don't go back into the entanglement of bondage again and again. Jesus loves you. He's a redeemer. All right, y'all, till next week. Bye.